This is the Your Church Friends Podcast, and we are back with Season 2. Join us as we sit down with some of our church friends to discuss these topics and more. What is worship? Can I trust God? How should I study my Bible? And popular Christian catchphrases. It's Season 2 of the Your Church Friends Podcast. Our church friends. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Your Church Friends Podcast, the only podcast with your church friends. I am Chris. And I'm Jordan. We are here on season two and joined by our good friend, Ralph Ruiz of the Ruiz Empire. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, good. good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're in here. Uh, this will be good. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is how does God talk to us and, and also like signs, dreams, and all that other stuff and how that correlates biblically and how Christians should really look at that stuff. So I, to start us off, have a game since we're talking about talking and God talking to us about listening. And this is 17 subtle signs that you're a bad listener. So I'm going to start with Ralph and see if wait, you want to guess what? one. What did he say? It's 17. To, oh, never mind. Whatever. Gotcha. Got it. <laughs> wait, I just have one question. Did God tell you to do this game? Yes. Okay, cool. We're in it. Ralph's right. going first. Yeah. yeah. Ralph, go first. All right. Give me one sign that, or one way you could tell that you're a bad listener. No eye contact. Let's see if that's on the list. It is on the list. One point, Ralph. All right, Murdoch, your turn. Oh, it's the same question to me? Because there's 17 of them, so. Asking what? That's on or the list. Or what did you say? Not responding. Not responding is... Uh, this one, it's close enough. I mean, it, it's basically says you're, you're walking out the door, walking out the door. So walking away, not responding. I'll give that to you. Murdoch responding off topic, responding off topic. There it is. I've been busy thinking about what I'm going to say, not what you were just telling me, <laughs> right. which is also on the list. I don't uh, know. I think you guys brought me into this game and you already know the answers because you were listening. No. <laughs> I had to think about what you were saying. I had to really listen to what you were saying. Exactly. That's how you're going to get it. So I guess um, thinking of I guess thinking of a comeback. Yeah, that was on there. Yeah. You took your answer. I, I mean, I gave it to you. Hmm. Another sign that you're not into. Checking your phone. Or busy doing something else. Distractions on there. Yeah. All right. Two more, Ralph. So far, it's 3-3. Three, three. Distractions, he said. So, I mean... Walking away was the same thing as ignore. Huh. It's hard. I think like after those major ones is like not showing any respect. Being disrespectful. Got anything? I think we'll pass to Murdoch. Pass to Murdoch. All right. Murdoch. Is this signs to myself that I'm listening or something that somebody else can pick up on? I would assume someone else can pick up. Okay. Not doing the thing of whatever was talked about. I can just picture my dad like, hey, go take out the trash. And then he comes back an hour later and he's like, you weren't listening to me. Sorry, dad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, like doing the wrong thing. I guess uh, I already told you about that is on the list. Someone says I already told you about that. So, Hmm. I already told you. I don't know if that's what I said. No. Or you just no gave point. that point out. No point. Uh, Ralph, yeah, last no one. Point. That, was, that was a good one because when you said that, I just started thinking about like always telling that to my son. I've already told you once. Yeah. I'd have to tell you again. Hmm. So that we, it would still go. Oh, well, man, because distractions is so broad. Like, but then I'll read some of them afterwards, too, that you guys didn't get. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I think I think I'm sure it'll make sense when you say yeah, it. When you say I'm trying like, to think of it. Give up, Ralph. Yeah, I think I think I'm 
You're tapped? I'm, yeah, I think I'm tapped. I have, to, I have to think about things between me and my daughter because I'm the best listener between me and my wife. So there wouldn't have been anything that I would hear there. <laughs> or miss. Um, right. Yeah. You'd always hear it. Got you. Yeah. Well, I guess I wouldn't hear it if I was a bad listener. So yeah. arguing. Hmm. <laughs> arguing? That's a good <laughs> one. You said think of wives. So like trying to be right when you're wrong. Ah. I don't know how to word it. It's when you're in a conversation and you're not listening, like you're just not getting the point. You know, it's just like you can't truly hear what's being said. It's not a thing or you're distracted or whatever, but the words are coming in, but you're just not listening. I don't know how to put that in whatever your list would say. Yeah, I didn't see it on here. I just feel like I get in a, I can think of a couple of people I have conversations and just like, it doesn't matter how many words, how many different ways of trying to talk about it. It's like, nah, (laughs) you're not getting through this. Nothing's happening. Uh, so the number one one was uh, you interrupt. Interrupt. Mm. Yeah, interrupt. That was one that you guys didn't say. I uh, interrupt because I'm listening so well that I heard what you just said and I need to respond to it. That's actually but on that, here too. You hurry the conversation and to, to get to your response. Yeah, because it makes, it makes so much sense because like that's you thinking of something to say before the person finishes their like heartfelt moment or the thing they're trying to describe to you. Sometimes, like on this podcast, though, if one of us gets going for too long, you're like, I wanted to respond to the thing you said in the beginning. And you forgot. But now that's gone. So I guess I'm going to talk about the thing that's on the <laughs> Yeah, on the tail end. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the second one is you turn the conversation back to yourself. Oh, man, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, so do I. You nod excessively is on the list. Mm. So I guess that's a sign. You get defensive. And I know you guys couldn't see us, but we were all nodding. But yeah. once you said that, we stopped. <laughs> we, stopped <Yeah. laughs> we all stopped nodding. So, yeah, go ahead. You hurry the speaker along. That was kind of what you're talking about. Uh, you exhibit unwelcoming body language. Mm, like crossing your arms. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Using hand motions is a bad one, too. Uh, you avoid eye contact. And I don't know if that one's on there because I generally just avoid eye contact. The most but didn't part. I say that already? Eye contact? Yeah, you did. I think that's what got you the first oh, point. Oh, yeah. He's just, just reading through. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. You should uh, listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or you aren't saying anything at all. I think we mentioned that one. Uh, you spend time formulating a response. Let's see where the last one was pretty good, too. Uh, you head for the door. That was the last one. So those are just 17 signs that you're a bad listener. I can see how in ways that they can end up on being a bad listener, but in some points, like those are just progressions of depending on what conversation you're on. So we're just like, cool, I was fine talking with you, but I told you that I had to go a bunch of times. So now I'm kind of expressing through my body language and now I'm trying to hurry the conversation and now I'm kind of cutting you off and interrupting you. And now I'm literally just walking away from you. Like, was I a bad listener? Was I supposed to stay for an extra half hour when I already told you that I'm late to pick up my daughter? Like, you know, am I being a bad listener or are you not being like, helpful are you not to being me in re- my situation? I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I also need to leave now. Are you not being a respectful, conversational person? Yeah. Getting the signs that someone else is leaving. Maybe I'm just being defensive. Maybe. That, that wasn't on the list, was it? That was. That was, yeah. Yeah, mm. you get defensive. Uh, this is just Chris writing down like, in conversations with... Uh, with Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, because uh, as we get into like... How does God talk to us? I mean, there's already like a lot of things I'm pretty sure we could get into at the top of it and everything. But we were talking about like sometimes how there's people look for signs, right? Like, God, I need to know what purpose in my life is or what you want me to do with my life. And then you walk outside and you see a billboard that says, 
become a real estate agent. You're like, that's it. God just talked to me there. So is that necessarily God talking to us? I would, I would say it's a number of ways, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't say that it's not, and you can't say that it, it isn't, or wait, you can't say that it is, and you can't say that it isn't, because if that individual is conscious of uh, how God speaks and what he's trying to say, then if that factor is, is like, what should I do with my life? Being a real estate agent is the answer, then that could be the answer. But I think it's more if you don't know what God or who God is and how he's needing you to to be in life, then you could take anything. And There's a bug on the wall, like, oh, he wants me to be a bug, but that's just a load of baloney, you know? And I think we've been talking about that within the church is like, you know, you don't know the difference between food and bologna or beef and bologna or something like that. And the same thing is with, with signs. If you're going to just take every little sign that, that's God talking to you, you're going to walk yourself right into to the wrong spot. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, that you can't say that it is or it isn't, because if you're going to come from God can communicate in any ways that he wants. And we see that throughout the Bible, God communicates in a lot of different ways. It's like, could we say that he couldn't communicate in that way? That like by his divine appointment, like when you're asking that question, that's how he's revealing that answer to you. Right. But I also hear what you're saying towards us. I feel like on the one side, if you don't know God, you can just be thinking everything is a sign. But I've seen it go the other way to those. All I can say is the hyper spiritually aware type of Christian to where everything becomes a sign on that side as well. To where it's like, no, God's talking to me all the time. Like my clock goes off, the billboard happens, right. I get in my car, I heard this word multiple times, and it's just, is everything a sign? You know what I mean? Because right. I've seen it go to that to where everything becomes a sign. And within Christianity even, and I say would even say the same thing, like, I'm not maybe one to judge whether that is or not, but is that really how God communicates? Is just through all of these little tiny notes, like all throughout. And I'm not convinced of that. Yeah, I, I think when we get into it too, like that, that's a good point to bring up the hypersensitive that everything is a sign just because that was the one time he communicated to you in that form, that everything after that becomes the only way he's going to communicate to you. So you're looking for a sign everywhere. You're looking for it and and all the things a song comes on you're like oh that's it this is what this is what I'm going to do now cuz it said this like the repeating the words over and over again i like that that that's a good example of it that i think we as christians can fall into that category that if one thing worked or as people really if one thing works then that's we're just going to keep doing it that way well you guys are sports guys you ever have those weird superstitions that something happened when your team won and you end up doing that again because, like, this worked last time. <laughs> I am an awful superstitious person. Like, yes. I remember playing basketball and just being there, and I sunk one hoop. How many times did I dribble that ball before taking that shot? Like, yeah. how, where were my hands? Because I got to do that again. Yep. I'm and that's believer. mostly because I'm not skilled. So whatever worked, I want to make that happen again. I'm not so much of a believer of it, but Chris had me really thinking twice about it, like that little hoax of uh, superstitiousness and stuff like that. But, I mean, it all happens for a reason, you know? Which is interesting, well, talking about signs and superstition, like, anyways. We were watching the Super Bowl <laughs> a few years ago together, and the, the 49ers were in the Super Bowl, right? And every time you got, they got a touchdown, it was cake time. Take, yep. And, and that's kind of like a superstitious thing. You're doing it over again so that they could do it again. Or um, for me, yeah, definitely. Even last night when we were playing that game with the, with the life group in Belong, the, the, what was it? 
Fishbowl or Yahtzee? The fish, fishbowl. fishbowl. I didn't play Yahtzee. Uh, fishbowl. I kept giving the counts of the score to Nicole so she could count them over again because when she counted them, we got more points. But when I counted them, we got less points than the other team. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with cheating. Yeah. 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 No, it didn't. It was just like I recognized that and I was like, when she counts, we get more points. So I'm just going to give her, I don't know what she's doing on her end. But on my is this, end, is this confession time? It was uh, it was a superstitious. Chris is type of thing. snitch. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. I don't, I don't tell on people, but Good. that's kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I think superstitions fall into that idea that we can get caught up in those that we get stuck in that loop because right. we it, shouldn't be superstitious, right? But then that's and that's what leads majority. And, and I'm speaking for myself. Like that's what led me to to live the way I did for so long because it's like okay, well. This is this is all that it is, you know. The signs, all the signs point to this and nothing else. I shouldn't be anywhere else. I shouldn't do anything else. This is exactly where I should be. And it wasn't until, like I said, until I came to to know the Lord and and really got a relationship with Him that I find out that I was reading the wrong, tech, quote unquote, signs. Right? Because it's like I believed the lies that were pretty much fed to me, or or basically laid out for me that that's as good as my life could ever become. Um, and it wasn't until like, you know, that relationship really flowered with inside of me that those signs didn't seem too bright after all, you know, they're really dim. So you're like looking at where your life is at and you're like, well, if there is a God and this is what he's given me, then this is obviously where I should be and what should be going on. Right. Cause you know, if there's a God and like, this is what it points to, yeah. but then you come into that relationship and you realize, Oh, not all those were assigned from God that this is where I should be, you know, because you get to where getting to know him and you realize where you should be and go, oh, those are actually signs saying get out of there. Get out. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, it's just, it's like been in many times where it's just like, all right, God, you know, even, even when I didn't know him, I would turn to him and I always looked at him like a, like a genie. And I know this has been used before, but it's like rub the lamp, ask for forgiveness, get me out of the situation, give me a sign. Right. And sometimes it wouldn't be like, okay, whatever it is, is gone. Like, no, I would need to suffer. I would need to suffer for, for extensive amount of time until I finally was able to, to see the correct sign that he was giving me, you know, that that life was no longer something that I should be pursuing or being comfortable with being all right with being basically. So it's just like signs, depending on how you want to use them, I think is it's good for, for a lot of people because it's like, for me in this factor, like, man, it was perfect, perfect timing, perfect sign. You know, I didn't think my life was a problem because it was all right with where I was, with what I was doing. And then all of a sudden here's, uh, the, the state of uh, the, the city of Los Angeles telling me that your life is unmanageable. Go do something about it or we will, and we'll send you away for three and a half years. So you pick. So I read that sign very well, right? Now, I had many choices to do something else. I had many choices to just shrug my shoulders at 22 years old and just realize that, nah, it's just somebody doesn't know what they're talking about. And then to take that moment in time and, and just to really see that sign and then see me. Because I can't read a sign without knowing who I am, right? Like we were talking about it earlier, like knowing who we are or pretending to be somebody we're not trying to read a sign. So if I'm trying to pretend to be somebody I'm not, that sign is not going to mean anything to me. But if I look at myself 
and see that, you know what, maybe just that little bit of destruction is a good reason for me to change. And uh, yeah, here we are now, right? Yeah, I, I think you brought up a few good points with that too. I was thinking about the idea that sometimes our, our superstitions, when you're talking about it at the beginning, creates us to like then want to bargain with God, right? Like, God, if you do this, if you show me this thing, then I'll do it. Then I'll follow through. If you show me this, then I'll follow through in what you want. And it kind of reminded me of when Jesus was like here on earth and he would talk about the people. All you want is miracles. All you want to do is see something. He says, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Right. And, and none of you are doing what I'm here to do. So I'm here to teach. You're here to listen. So none of you guys are listening. And I think the other thing that I was thinking about when, when you're continuing on was that the closer we get in a relationship with God, the more we hear his voice, the more we know his voice. Mm -hmm. So then we're not just wondering if this is that. Because then, like you said, you know, you started realizing with your own life, like, are these signs, these aren't even from him. Right. Because you started to get to know his voice and then you could tell like, oh, I know who God is and who God isn't. Like, this is definitely not God. Like, if I'm hungry. Which kind of goes to say that if God has a voice and we can hear his then there's other voices that we could be hearing trying to deceive us, right? So when we're looking for signs, it's like, is it deception? So I think it's important for all of us to, to take that into consideration, to really think about, like, if I guess the most important part of hearing God is actually listening and knowing his voice. Because we, get, we could get into, like, signs, right? So there's signs, things I see. We could talk about dreams. I think a lot of us have dreams, and we wonder, like, what does that mean when mm. we wake up? Like, is God trying to tell me something? Is this going to happen in the future and what have you? But even then, it's, it's, so, it's so hard sometimes to actually pinpoint what, what the voice is, like you are saying, because we could hear other voices. Yeah, and in looking and... Based on kind of what you were saying, and then Ralph, what you were saying about how a sign can be really good to people in situations. And I think that to look at, okay, people who are seeking a sign because like, man, that sign needs to be there. Otherwise, I can't be obedient or that sign needs to be there as proof for that sign just because I want the sign or work the sign through me. Like there's all kinds of reasons that can come for people seeking a sign. But then I think that when we're in the situation, like, God, I don't know where I am. I don't know where to go. I need a sign. I need help. And it's not about like prove yourself to me because you need to prove yourself before something, but it's coming from more of the motive submission of just really going, I need you. Like I'm, this isn't to prove yourself. It's like, show it and I'm there. You know, I just can't see you. I don't know where things are. I need you. Like, you know, and I think that it's the need of the relationship that you're seeking to already have versus show me through a sign. Then I can have the relationship. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't know if that fully completes the picture, but at least I can see those two things in there. Yeah. So like when you, when, when you when for me, when I would be in those situations, like give me a sign, like, okay, well, I'm not dead or I'm not incarcerated. So like, that's a sign to keep doing what I was doing. But the sign was for me to stop what I was doing with the, the ability to change before things got worse. Right. So it's just like, being able to understand when you're asking for a sign, like you're not going to get the sign that you're asking for, but you're going to get a sign that's going to lead you where you need to be going. And it's like there's so many, so many things that I've, I've read and, and gone through that is just like, you know, just because one door closes and another one opens, it's not usually the right door to go in. You know, it could just be the door that you need to pass and look at 
because you needed to see what was in there. So that way, you know, that you weren't missing out on something. Yeah, really the patience patience. in following through and waiting and even in there hearing that this door is open and you're really trying, is this the door I walk through? And God can say, no, no, like I can see it. I can see why it's tempting. I can see that you can walk through that door. But just again, listening, as Chris, you were saying, like it does come down to that listening. I like the patience thing too, because that made me think of uh, Gideon, right? When he laid the fleece out Mm -hmm. and it was, I can't remember which way it is, but either way, if I think if the grass was wet in the morning, but the fleece was dry, then I know you're with me, right? Mm. And then he went inside, but he laid it out, but he went all night without checking it. At least that's what I would see from the Bible, because it says, then he came out in the morning, and it, it was, the grass was wet, fleece was dry. And then the next day, he reversed it. He's like, all right, God, if the grass is dry, but the fleece is wet, then we got this right. And so then it happens, but the patience in actually waiting to hear God's response or to see God's response in actions. Cause I think we can get locked into God. I need an answer to this. And then it's, I want it now. Which so point? we look for something anywhere. Yeah. So if you're looking for signs, so you go, God, I don't know what to do with my life. And you walk out and you say, become a real, a yeah. real estate agent. Then I can see that that's the thing. You're not being patient to wait for the answer. You're not seeking after and waiting. You're seeking after and just going like, cool, that one. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but let's make it even more crazy. Like it says wrestler or something on there. Like, well, then Chris I mean, really knows. Yeah, then, yeah, then, then he really knows, I'm right? In. But it's just like if you if you see the sign and you're just thinking like, man, I really I really want a sign. The best the best illustration was when they were in the boat and he tells them to throw his net onto the other side of the boat. You know, he was telling them they were going to be t- help him change the world, right? And he throws the net on the other side and he pulls up the net with ton of fish yeah, so it's like capsizing the boat yeah he didn't ask for a sign but he, he knew jesus knew that he needed one in order for him to drop everything and follow him because he was looking at him like like really i mean that's what i would assume he's looking at him right yeah i'm a professional fisherman you're 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 gonna come over here and tell me what to do correct here. yeah but still did it right did it i think that that's an it made me just click on something here that when we want a sign, it's usually about what it is for me, right? Like, right. what should I be doing? What my next step in life? What this and that, right? But that wasn't a sign for Peter about Peter. That was a sign about Peter about God. Right. So it was to show God how good he is. And when we look at things, like well, one of the things I have written down about how God talks to us is uh, creation. And when we look at creation, right, it's It shouldn't point to anything other than like, man, look at how good God is. It's beautiful. The trees are wonderful. Look at the butterflies. Look at how things work. I mean, look at our own body, right? That it's the most complicated thing in the world that we have yet to fully discover and untap all that it does. We have an appendix that no idea what it's there for. We could take it out, but if it gets crazy, it's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what it does. And we're looking through all that and it's all pointing towards God and not so much a sign about ourselves. I don't know. I've just been thinking of those 17 things of not being a good listener. And I'm trying not to think of something to say when you're talking <laughs> because I want to really be a good listener. <laughs> yeah. And then I was listening too hard and then that just hit deep. And I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but see, like those, those are the, those are the key things. I mean, listening before you think about what you're going to say sometimes leads you down a path that you might speak something from the heart. And, and that's like sometimes nervous for some people. Like it gives them, you know, vulnerability, you know, and, uh, for me, like, I, I wouldn't say these are signs, but like lately 
there's been a lot more spiritual growth in my life lately. And it's it's been kind of like nerve wracking because like here we are talking about signs and I'm thinking like, is this a sign? <laughs> is this is this something that that's pushing me into into getting out of out of uh, out of my shell, you know, out of myself? Because like just the other day, they had me record here in the church for Daring Faith Daily Devotion. I said it right. And I spoke on uh, basically not giving up. And it just helped me remind me of, of like how I was speaking earlier is like making choices to to accept those signs, you know, and not give up on the path that I'm I'm trying to, to stay focused on today, you know, feeling feeling uh, very, very. Um, what is that word that I'm looking for? Like feeling adequate, feeling proud of, of the decisions that I've been able to make. You know, like there's just been a number of things, you know, because my life and and it's this topic is like my life for me has been only signs that's led me to where I'm at today. Like I was working at this job and they wanted to hire me full time in order to be hired full time. I needed my felonies that I had expunged. All three of them got expunged in order to be hired on also for full time. I needed to have a high school diploma. I went back. Got my high school diploma, right? If I wouldn't have got to those points in my life where they were like, here, you need to do this in order to do that. Or you need to do this in order to get to this point. I would have just been comfortable. I would have still had those little character defects of being comfortable with what I had because it wasn't what I had. It's better than what I've had, right? So making those decisions to take those opportunities to to really get to know God and myself even more that believing in in who I could be, not believing in who I was. I figured out who I was, you know, like we were talking earlier again, it's like knowing who you are versus knowing who you pretend to be. And today it's like, I know that I'm a child of God and that I know that I'm, I can be successful if I apply myself. And if I know him, I know what he wants for me. And his, his promises is to, to, to benefit me, to prosper me, but never to harm me, right? So it's like, if I know that, then I know that these things that seem so complicated are very easy to accomplish because he's backing me on it. So I think if it wasn't of him making those signs, probably wouldn't have came came afloat, right? So you, taking what you were just saying, just the personal application to your life and how you were talking Peter earlier when... Like, okay, he threw the net over and then got it. And you were saying that God doesn't always give you the sign that you're necessarily asking for or seeking for, but he'll give you the sign that you need. And then Chris, you were talking about having it being a sign from God, not about like, oh, here's all the things that you want to do, but I'm giving you a sign that I'm with you and to give you direction in where I'm leading you to. And to bring those things together, I can, it's where it gets hard for me because hearing your story, Ralph, and just, man, those felonies need expunged and then they're getting expunged. Like I would take that as a sign that God is saying, yes, come up out of that life. I'm with you. You know, I'm blessing you. And there's that there. And I have a testimony of the same of God coming in and doing things like that. It was like, wow, my life is so much different and I'm not deserving of his blessings and of, you know, these signs, the signs of his blessing. I don't know if that was off the top of my head. I'm not sure if that'll make full sense, but edit it, Chris. Um, nope. But, 
But what really gets me with things like that is when looking for the positive signs is that when those quote unquote positive signs aren't there, that, oh God, you're with me because as you said, you're here for um, my benefit and there's prosperous and like God seeks that. I can't help but think of the 1900s and all of the horrible stuff that happened there, mm-hmm. whether it was the concentration camps in Germany, the gulags in Russia, all the stuff that was happening with Japan, just like all of right in Italy, just so much death, so much destruction, so many people seeking after God. And like that person in that concentration camp didn't get that sign that like, oh yeah, your felonies got expunged. Right. They didn't get that pass of like, oh, you get to come up out of the camp didn't mean that God still wasn't God, didn't mean that God still, like, you know, and that's what really gets me when there's the seeking of signs and, like, trying to find the importance of where things are in everything because there is, man, people were born in those concentration camps and some of them were born there and died there, went in, never came out, you know, and there's just different stuff to where it's even reading through the Bible and you're going like, well, here's how God, like, did signs and stuff there. It It is a struggle for me when I just really take what I know of reality and try and not measure it up against it, but say, how do I make sense of it? Because when I can see that they went through the concentration camps and God was still God, God was still loving, God still had all that, right? Then who am I to think that I am deserving of some kind of like, God, you need to come in and like show me that you're moving in a way because put my life, my comfortable life of 2021 America versus that, right? I'm not really needing of a sign. Like at this point, I'm just needing to take what it is that he's already revealed and be faithful to that and seek to know him more. Like what more of a sign do I need? You get what I mean? Yeah. No. That's Granted, at times I definitely seek for, seek for signs. The only reason why I'm at this church as a pastor is because I was in one of those moments, kind of like Chris was saying with Gideon, I was like, God, I need signs. And he laid out a couple of them. I was like, okay, I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to talk to my business partner, close out the business to let him know that, you know, God's got me headed towards the church and what that is. And that was a year long process. So definitely, again, God gives you the signs that you need, but also what signs do I need? Like when you're driving down a road, there's signs, clear ones, right? There's actual directional signs like lane merging or traffic light ahead or stop, right? But then on our highways, we also have signs that are billboards and ads that are distractions. And if our eyes are locked on the distractions, we're going to miss the instructions. Mm. And when we keep our eyes on the instructions, God's word, which is the clear way, the one of the, the best ways he talks to us now, the only way that, or not the only, but one of the, the deepest way to get a, the full understanding because you're actually knowing who he is. Uh, when we look at that, then we're going to get the instruction. We're going to get the instruction side of it. So we're seeing turn left, turn right. Like all of our stories, you're the, the getting the, the stuff off your record. That's God leading your path and saying, here's the sign to start turning right off of the road you're on. For you, hey, I need you to make a left to get to this church because this is where stuff. And same thing happened to me. Like I, I was doing whatever else at another church and it was, there's Ken on the side of the road. That's a sign. God said, pull over and talk to him. So I think when when we when we're following the instruction signs, then we got a clear path to where God is leading us. But when we follow the distractions, then we're gonna wreck, then we're gonna get into trouble. So uh, let's take a quick break and then. Sorry, real quick, just because it only makes sense in the context of that. So you have the direction signs, you have the billboards, but then you also have those ones that like Highway Patrol puts up mm-hmm. that are just like, hey, granted, there's a detour that you need, or you know, get off the freeway or whatever. And I can picture God like those are the like signs that really pierce in. 
But then there's also signs within the vehicle that were on that's just like, hey, you're out of gas. Like, you know, you need to be paying attention to all of these signs. You can't just know, hey, in 300 miles, I'll be up in Northern California doing whatever I need to do. The other sign says, get off and get gas. Otherwise, you'll never make it. Never make so it. they're kind of, it's, we, life is complicated and we have to pay attention to a lot of different things. We have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's take that break and we'll come back with the, with the second half of the show. This episode of Your Church Friends is brought to you by the Heavenly Hearing Aid. No longer will you struggle to hear God's voice again. The Heavenly Hearing Aid, helping you hear from the heavens. All right, listen up. We are back from the break. And here we are. And just as we were talking during the break, coming into that point of listening to those really personal things, those inner things that are going on in our life. Like, yes, we're in our Bible, we're reading. Yeah, we're trying to pay attention to other signs and find direction and really listen to God. But there is so much that, man, my life is completely personal to me as far as my experience. Like, I don't know what it is to live as Chris or live as Ralph. I know what it is to live as me. And the more, and you brought it up earlier, Ralph, getting to know yourself, but getting to know yourself through your relationship with God is that things that I used to see as limitations or what's wrong with me or why can't I do this or how do I do this or what is it that's going on with me, you know, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, all of this stuff, all of those are things that need to be paid attention to. And I I talk about it with my students is, man, we can come in and I can pray with you. We can get in the Bible. We can do some biblical counseling. But if you are getting like two to three hours of sleep a night, all that you're eating is fast food. You don't exercise at all. Like all that stuff, right? Your body, you will immediately, like you'll have a foggy brain. You won't be able to concentrate. You'll be experiencing all kinds of bad stuff. Anxiety and depression start coming in from that. It's just like, let's pay attention to those things. Like, you know, your body, you have these different, as we're talking about signs, like your body's giving you signs, your emotions and your thoughts are giving you signs. Pay attention to that. Because I don't want to say it doesn't matter how much we're praying or reading our Bible like that won't fix those other problems. You know, we, you need to actually make some changes and apply those things. Yeah. So I think that as we're looking at signs, you know, if there is God built us to be in relationship with him and we're not just a spirit inside of a body. We have a physical body right. with emotions, with thoughts and with everything. So to really hear how he's talking to us through all of that and how we can love him with all of that. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's a good point, because like if if you're telling, sitting there and you're telling God give you a sign, but you're sitting there just waiting for it to come and hit you in the face, you might miss it. You got to get up and do the work behind it in order to get to where you need to be, where that sign is supposed to be leading you, you know, because like, what was this? I heard this one story where the guy was drowning. Yeah. Right. It's praying to God. And the boat comes. Nope. Don't worry. My God's going to come save me. Then another boat comes, don't worry. Helicopter comes, don't worry. Then the guy dies and goes to heaven and says, what happened? He says, I said, three boats and a helicopter to come save you. Why didn't you get on them? Same thing applies for, for our life. Is like if we're sitting there saying, I don't want to know God, but I'm not reading my Bible, like not religiously, but like at least constantly, you know, it's like even right now I had like a, a, a brain fart with his name, Peter. When we were talking about throwing the net over and I just kept saying him and him and it's just like it just had a brain fart. But that was just like my own conviction with inside me, that sign like, man, I really need to go back and read that story again. So that way that because there's a lot of meaning behind that, it's like we were saying it's like Peter didn't 
need or didn't ask for a sign. He just was given one. So that way he knows this is the path he should be taking. And if Peter would have just stood there on the boat fishing because he's going to get more fish now because Jesus told him he was, you know, then he would have just been a fisherman still. So if we're just sitting there waiting for him to bring everything to us, we're going to miss life and miss other potential things, you know, and there's so many more blessings behind that and being able to grow personally for you or for myself, I should say, and reading being that that person in your family that leads worship, person in your family that leads, you know, Bible reading time and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like taking that initiative, like not only do you feel good and and it shows your kids that that's the sign of your parents doing that, but it also gives your kid that, that relationship opportunity to see that you're just not all talk, you know, and you're really taking the initiative, you know, and, um, for me, like one, uh, let's just bring up one time we were sitting at the table having, having breakfast, my wife and my son, and, and we were reading of the of the notes and, and the verses from the week prior at, at, from church. And, you know, we read it over and, and I asked Daniel, what does this mean? He says, this means that I need to listen better. And I was like, that's a pretty good answer, you know, because like with my son, it's like straightforward answers. And it's like if you tell him to do something like it's a literal thing for him throw that away like he'll literally just throw it right because he's listening but it's like no throw it in the trash can right and it's just like okay so the same thing like for me is like if i'm asking for a sign it's like god's not like okay now walk down this hallway and do this and this and you'll get that in this right it's not that way because if it was it'd be really easy all right god what do you want to do and you're sitting there yep okay yeah yeah, but it's not that way. It's like, God, what should I be doing? And and the opportunity and the things come into your path that, you know, that he's telling you to be helpful, you know, to, to be that light and being able to to be used by other people. Because like with with you, Murdoch and Chris, like, you know, like Chris asking me to to do the recording, you know, you guys coming here and having me come here. Like, it's not just me coming here talking. It's like me coming here growing. Right. And like those opportunities of being used and also me coming here and sharing is like, who knows? Somebody could be using this someday, you know, and and that's the that's not the whole goal. That's not just like the whole reason why we're doing this. But it's like to be able to let people know that they're no different, you know. You just said so many good things. It's like, ah, how do I keep track of that to even be able to talk about all of those things? And we I guess I don't even know if I can work backwards, but we don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of times I want to sign because I want to know. Yeah. And there's so much that we just can't know that God just wants to use us. And like you were saying, hey, here's where I want you to go. And he just wants us to be obedient in doing. And I mean, going back to Abram, uh, to Abram at the time, God told him, hey, leave where you are, leave the land of your fathers and go and just listen and go. And in him listening, he went. And then more things happened when he was there and more things happened from there and more things happened from there. So yeah, we can't get ahead of God in that sense. Of, well, I need a sign. What's going to happen when I get there? It's like, the sign is me telling you to go over there. That's it. But also, I think that sometimes looking at a sign, going back to where you had kind of started from, is that I've heard a lot, and I think that I've experienced it at different points too, is a lot of times we feel like the sign of God in our life will be the presence of the end result. Like, I'm praying for God for this, 
So it's just going to happen in my life. That's how I know that God's there because God's going to do it for me. And, you know, I, I need a better relationship with my spouse, you know? And what's the sign going to be? The sign is going to be that my relationship is better because God's going to come in and do it. And it's like, well, what steps do we take to doing it? You brought up, get on the boat. God sent you the boat. What's the boat in that situation? It might be go talk to a counselor. Like, you know, go, go talk to somebody. Go like start putting in work towards it. Like that's your boat that God's sending to get you there. Like, no, it doesn't look like my spouse is treating me nice. It's like, again, we're, we're getting stuck on what we want the sign to be right. versus what it is that God, again, you said God giving us the sign. The one thing I really like the most when you were talking about Peter, and it just kept getting stuck in my head, and then I saw your brain light up, so I, I've been patiently waiting to talk. But so Peter pulls out all that fish, right? And many of us will look at that as like, this is success. Look at this, this, this load. So clearly the sign from God is now be a fisherman. Yeah, but that's what Ralph was saying. Yeah. yeah, like I'm successful now because we equate success to God's answer. Yeah. But the reality of it was that was the distraction. Because a lot of times we could take success and then say like, this is where God's taking me because I'm finding victories in it. But really... That's the distraction. And if Paul, uh, Peter would have stayed a fisherman, then, I mean, he's not a disciple. And we don't have the church getting formed the way it should have, theoretically. Mm-hmm. But setting that distraction aside and actually just hearing the voice of the Good Shepherd and following that and, and saying, this is, I'm going to lay all that aside because this now is no longer worth it to me, but that is... Uh, Dallas Willard says this, he said, our failure to hear his voice when we want to is due to the fact that we do not in general want to hear it, that we want it only when we think we need it. So we tune God out because, you know, we're, we're desiring to want him, but we're tuning him out because we really don't want it. But then we, we tune back in when we think we need it. And Really, as Christians, we should be constantly in tune with what God is telling us. Just talking about being a good listener and tuning out. I don't know. We all have kids. I don't want it to be this way, but sometimes Casey will be talking and talking and talking. Like We'll get into conversations, and it's hilarious. I love talking with all. But other times, it's just like, I've literally tuned you out. And I don't tune back in until it's like, oh, now it's important. Like I need for this communication to come back in because it's not just like nothing happening. And it's just really sad for me to like, that that can happen towards like, oh yeah, I'm just not paying full attention to my daughter because I don't think that it's worth my attention. And kind of how you were saying like, oh yeah, we we come and we want to hear from God when all of a sudden like it's worth it. But when I'm doing okay, it's not worth it. I don't need to be in my Bible as much or praying as much. And I know that we brought up those two, but you have anything else as far as like, what's good ways that we can hear about God? Yeah, hear, not, not, not about God, from God, get to hear God. Uh, the Some of the other ways, I, the Bible is clearly, you know, read your Bible. That if you want to hear from God, read your Bible. That's the Which, simplest. I just got to say, we're so blessed in America that we can do all that. Exactly. There are still countries and peoples that don't have it in their language, that it's illegal to have it for yeah. all of that. And like, yeah. we can pull out our device. We can like around us, right? Well, we're in a church, but <laughs> there's just Bibles everywhere. You right. know what I mean? I think that even goes to the, what we were talking about yesterday, the rebellious comfort that because we have it and we're comfortable with it, we're just not going to do it. Mm. We take it for granted. But yes, read your Bible. Prayer is, uh, I, I would say, another way God speaks to us. When we speak to him, he then speaks to us. But the important part is the listening. Other Christians, is a, it, to me, is another way. And, and I say other Christians because I'm throwing in there pastors, 
anyone listening to podcasts, accountability people or just other believers. And, and honestly, just people sometimes. It, it could be a non-Christian and God could be communicating to us through that. And I got music on there. I think music is so important. And yeah. I think music can really hit the heart. For me, there was a song called I Don't Want to Go. And when I was battling with kind of this coming back into ministry life, there, there was a line in there about like David wanted to build the temple, but he couldn't. But God said, that doesn't mean I don't love you still. And that was something I needed to hear. Like, so through that song, God just hit the heart. Creation, I already mentioned, but circumstances also. God could use circumstances to like get our attention. It could be that warning sign or like you were saying, that big blinking sign like, hey, listen up. So I think we do have a lot of how God does communicate to us. I think the important part, whether it's a sign, Bible, someone speaking to us, are we actually in tune with the Spirit and listening? And I think that through the our convert, our conversing, I always want to say conversating. I don't think that's a real word. Through through us speaking, so many of those have come out. I did want to come back to because I remembered one of the things when I said, "Oh, you said so much things," and it, it really triggered a lot. How you're saying it's not just God coming saying, "Now go down here and do this and do this and do this." I've had experiences to where it is that clear, mm. to where it's very much like, "I need you to go to this place," or "I need you to go to that person," or you know, just very very clear. Mm. And when I've been obedient in those situations, it's like. Oh, yeah. Like, this is entirely God arranging for this thing to happen. One of them, I don't know if I shared it on the podcast. I, I might have. I know that I've talked to Chris about it and talked about it up in Belong. But one night, I was like, I got to go clear my head. Put on my running shoes, which is crazy because, like, I don't like to run at all. Like, running is evil. Get on. I'm going to start jogging. I'm just going to do my once around the block. Just like, I got to get out of the house and clear my head. Start running. I just feel God like, no, you got to keep running. And for some reason, right at the beginning... Like, I just thought of the mall that, like, I don't know how far the mall is. I don't go to the mall. I've been there, like, three times. It's near the house. I was like, that's weird. That just came to my mind. I'm like, I'm not running to the mall. That seems far. Keep running. I'm like, I'll turn around here. I just felt God tell me, like, no. And I'm, I'm tracking the run on my, on my watch just to see how far I'm going. And I just, when I track, I'm like, a mile should be good. I just felt the spirit come on. Five miles. Five miles there? Again, hate running. This is the worst thing ever. But just as I'm running music, I'm listening to music. I'm singing. God is just speaking through the whole situation. I get right to where it says five miles and I click stop on my watch. I stop running. Right next to me is this woman. Right across the street is the mall. I'm at the mall. I stop at five miles. There's literally a woman right next to me. I'm like, okay, God, like, what do you want me to do now? It's like, there was no answer to it. The answer was, why do you think you're here? Talk to this woman. I was like, how am I going to, like, this is weird. So she has her AirPods in. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. She takes them off. And I was just like, sorry. I know this is completely weird, but I didn't know what to say. I was like, do you believe in God? And I just started there. And we walked for the next 45 minutes talking about God. She was talking about where she was at with stuff and just God needed me to go and talk to her. And it was just one of the craziest experiences. And those things happened to where it's just like God there's a specific spot or go and talk to this person or things like that happen that I think he does do that. I would love for that to happen more often. Like that's, I could count on both my hands how many times you know that that's happened, but yeah, the rest of it isn't, isn't that, but I think that those things do pop up and it can feel weird, but it's there. Oh. And then the other thing that we didn't bring up with signs is that just straight up miracles. Yeah. And I've been on the receiving end. I've been healed miraculously. It was here at this church. They poured oil over my head and all the elders prayed over me and something that like I was dealing with for years medically, mm. God healed. 
So it's just like, I think that that qualifies as a sign. And that happened when I was not pursuing God. Like that was in my early teens and like I was not headed in that direction, but God still was just like, hey, like look at me. And that's something that is a huge thing of faith in my life to know that God is there and that he can perform these signs and miracles. I had mentioned dreams and it, it, when you're sharing your story, it clicked one of the stories that my dad tells a lot is I was like young, maybe six or seven, if that. And the night before he had a dream where I pulled away from his hand and or we went to across the street and a car came and hit me. And that was his dream before that, that night. And then we're walking somewhere. I don't remember. And as we're walking, the light changed for us to walk. So it was okay. And I went to walk. And for some reason, he just like God told him, grab Chris's hand. So he grabbed me, pulled me back. Just like his dream, the car ran the red light and turned. And if he wouldn't have grabbed me, I got hit. So I know our God is so big. Communication to us can happen in any form, whether it's specific directions or just vague, like, go this way and see what happens. Or through dreams, or you go outside and you see something, it's like, that is God telling me. But I don't think, I think the important part, the key ingredient to all of that is actually just being able to listen to God. And I I keep bringing it back to that because I think when we're looking to hear from God, if we're not choosing to listen to God, I think the failure comes in. The reason we can't hear from God is because we're too busy or we say something to God and just say, we do like the, the thing said, we just walk out the door like, hey, God, do this. Or we're thinking of what to say next. We're not really actively listening to him. And I think for us as Christians to actively listen to God is where we're going to start finding God's guidance and directions. And it's, it's just, it's, it's how we need to manage our lives. Yeah. It's like not only listening, but you got to believe, right? And I key to listening to somebody. Cause if you're always telling wise tales and you tell me that my house is on fire, I'm not going to believe you. And it's just like, even if God's telling you like, and I always think of, of the, that, that Jesus literally told that, Okay, you're gonna you're gonna deny me three times, right? And you already know that that's gonna happen, but yet you do nothing to change it, right? When he said that one of them was gonna, you know, I mean, turn turn on them, and you know, he's like, if you know it was you, why wouldn't you change it? Because you're not believing in it, like you're you're not thinking like he knows what he's saying, or you know, you're not listening in the way that you want. You're choosing to listen how you want to hear it. Like for me and and the decisions I make is because like I'm choosing to listen to him the way he sounds, not the way I want him to sound. Right. I'm not using God as a uh, buffet and only taking what I want to hear. Because like you said, like those people in the concentration camps, they heard him. They heard him. They heard him either stay here, don't fight back, fight back. Right. And, And their decisions were just decisions. You know, it's like. It's not only in the good stuff and it's not, you know, you got to take the, the bad with the good, you know, because there's countless times where, you know, I just didn't listen and it just or I just didn't want to hear. And, and it, it always drove me to that point of not believing and then the not believing is not seen. And it, it, it leads you to that place where it's like you need more signs. And it's like 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 you said, Murdoch, it's not always about getting signs. It's about doing the right thing, right? And it's like those those uh, stories that you guys told, they're like, man, 
It's like, Jesus, like, I'm glad that my God doesn't have me run five miles, right? That's how I'm thinking. Like, geez, man, good thing that he doesn't talk to me that way because I'd probably be disobedient, right? But it being able to hear him for... You wouldn't be. I know you. But but you get but my point no, is... No, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, so my point is like, okay, I, I'm saying I would be disobedient because I'm, I'm so out of shape that I wouldn't want to run or I have a, a bad hip. Like, no, I can't run five miles. But it's like... He's not telling me to run five miles because it's for my own health. He's telling me to get me to a certain point that I needed to be to talk to somebody, to help somebody, right? So it's like those things also apply with, within our life, right? Like holding somebody's hand is like same thing with our kids. Like my son, and I was raised very, very, not emotion, unemotionally. And if emotions were shown that they weren't acknowledged for what they were, they were frowned upon for what, why they were there, right? It's like, why are you crying? You don't even have a reason to be crying. Stop. So today, and, and, and my son, when, when he's crying, like, I nurture him. And I comfort him and I tell him, if you want to cry, go ahead and cry. Let that emotion be valid. But after you're done crying, you got to figure out a solution or a reason to come out from it. You can't stay in it. Because if you're going to stay in it, we're not growing. It's like, if you want to cry, go ahead and cry. You hit your arm. You fell down. You're sad because you had to do this or you got in timeout and you're sad. Go ahead and cry. Figure it out. And then let's get to the next point. And I think that's the same thing like how... The signs are, it's like, okay, I didn't want to listen to you, God. Okay, so now now you're sitting here crying, like, where are you? What happened? Okay, he's gonna be he's gonna be there. And he's gotten he's gotten to the point where it's just like, give you that moment to go through your little kicking and screaming and then learn from it and grow. You know, and for me, like being that father, and and let me just backtrack because I, I just wanna say this. Like my father, he was like, as you're talking about your dad and it's like my father, he was, I mean, not to take away from anybody's father, but like he was the best father that he could be for with what he had. Right. And he's a very good, uh, loving, caring, moral uh, man that I look up to today. And and the same thing is and the reason that is there is because God has told me and showed me how good he is and that I can't judge anybody for their downfalls or their mistakes. And, and if I do that, then I'm trying to be him and I'm not trying to be God. I'm trying to, to, to be his, uh, you know what I mean? Be his good son that he's going to, you know, be happy with. And the same thing with my father, he gave my, he gave me my father. And it's like, even to today, he's still showing me how to be a loving and caring man and, and, and grow and prosper. But if I didn't listen to the signs that he was trying to be loving because like when I was growing up, it was like, he'd scold me, he'd punish me, maybe spank me. Right. And I wouldn't listen to him. Like, no, I don't want to like, man, you, you always want to fun police me and suck up all the fun. And you, you know, you just don't want me to do this because you don't want me to have fun. And look where it led me. It's not listening and leaving and living in where I lived. Right. Doing the things that I did. And it's, it's like, if I would have just listened and took the signs like, 
okay, well, maybe he was telling me not to do that because it was going to lead me to these places. Huh, go figure. But I think it, it's like, I want to break those chains of, uh, of bondage of those, of that path. And by doing that, I got to, you know, suck it up and comfort my son when he's crying and stuff like that. And that's hard. It's hard because like for me, I don't, it's not that it's weak. It's just me. It's just instilled. It's hard. And I, and I, and I really want to break out of it and I really want to, you know what I mean? And I know we're going off a topic, but it's just like, if I would have listened then, who would have known if, you know, things could have been different. But I know today that the fact that I was able to to look at it and read those signs that I've missed, I'm able to be there for my son as a comforter, as a guider, you know, as that counselor, you know, as that, that minister in his life. So that way he has the ability to to get his signs and get get his direction that God wants to go on. It's really interesting where you started and where you ended up when you're talking about listening. You started off with Jesus talking to Judas and Peter saying, there's something in you. He's like, I see it. You're going to deny me three times. And then sees Judas and you're going to sell me out. So you have Jesus saying, hey, I see this is who you are. There's something in you and this is where this thing is leading. And you're saying, hey, if somebody tells you that, why wouldn't you do something about it? And then, I mean, you spoke through so much good stuff, but then when you came to with your dad trying to tell you when you were younger, like he's fun policing me. He's telling me that there's something in me. And you know, he's trying to like address that thing that's in me that might lead me down the wrong path, but you didn't want to listen to it. So it's crazy. I know that I'm like that. We can get, what was it on your list? Like you get defensive, you have all these things that you don't want to listen. And what I hear from you now is just saying, I want to listen. I want to listen to my heavenly father. I want to be able to be that to my son. Like, I hope that I'm getting wisdom from God that I can give to my son and just, yeah. Learning the importance of listening. Yeah. I, I Especially got to the hard things because yeah. like, I don't want to hear that stuff. Like I'm, I'm trying to be better at it, but a lot of times it's like you, you try and point out that thing that's in me that I probably don't like either, but now I just don't like you telling me things. Yeah. <laughs> I got, it, it kind of relates to that. I got one last story and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the show. We were driving back from San Francisco, me, Justine, and Remy. Remy was probably like four years old or something like that. And, and we're driving back. I'm, I'm tired. I, I feel my eyes are getting tired. But my dad calls me, and we're talking on the phone while I'm driving. So we're driving back, and I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired. And he's like, son, if you get too tired, pull over, let Justine drive. That, that's what's going to be best for you guys. So I, I'm driving. My eyes are just doing the thing. and I'm That's like, scary. I need to. I got my wife, my brand new little baby girl in the car. I'm pulling over. I said, Justine, just drive. We pulled over. I went into the back, took a, or laid the passenger seat back, took a, took a nap. And all of a sudden I hear Justine going, Chris, we have a flat tire. We have a flat tire. And I'm like, what? We pull over to the side of the road and there's a huge bolt in our car. So we were now like in Stockton and we had to pull over and everything and get the tire changed at some random tire shop and pay whatever we have to because we're, we're stuck in that situation. And I get back in the car and I'm upset because if I didn't listen to my dad and I just kept driving, we wouldn't have got the flat tire. I know when we got the flat tire, when I pulled over to the side of the road and ran over some huge bolt mm. on the side of the road. But later on, as we're heading down the highway and we're almost back here, in the LA area, I think on the grapevine accident, who knows that that time pulling over flat tire wasn't a cool thing. 
But that time stopped, that 30 minutes getting it all changed, prevented us from getting into something worse. So I always tell my dad now, like, I'm not going to listen to you because of that story. But I listen to my dad still because there was wisdom in his words. And I think it goes for us with with God, too. Like, sometimes he tells us, hey, pull over, and the best thing doesn't happen, but it prevents us from getting into another horrible circumstance. And ultimately, whatever way God communicates with us, it's really to reveal his love for us, that he cares for us, he knows what's best for us, and he wants what's best for us. And he's just trying to guide us there. So this has been really cool. Unless anyone wants to say something before I wrap up. I always want to say something. Trust. You're saying it's about love, but it's about trust. You talked trust. about like, man, if somebody's always telling you stories and all this stuff, you're not going to trust them. You're not going to believe them. Right. When it comes to hearing from God and, and like whether whatever kind of sign we're looking at, which obviously we're all saying like, hey, like pay attention. Don't just throw all your eggs in the looking at a billboard basket of like this is how God's going to reveal but to come down to, we want to be able to listen to God because we can trust him with absolutely everything, that he's trustworthy with all of his wisdom, with everything that he'd reveal to us and what he'd give to us. He's good in a way that we're talking about earthly fathers. God is perfect as a father, and that comes down to trust. We can listen to him and follow through on it because of the trust that's there. I just really wanted to bring that in. I think that that's really important. As you said, like, oh, I don't want to listen to my dad, but actually I listen to my dad because, yeah, if you're tired, pull over because that's crazy dangerous. But in all things, I think that, and you can hear, but then we follow through on what we're hearing because we can trust them. Ralph, anything or you want to wrap up? Yeah, just two things. It's just like, you know, it's it's patience behind trust, behind belief is like, is going to stem from you being able to understand the correct signs that, that are, are being in front of you. You know, like me and my wife, we were really adamant on trying to have a baby two years ago or last year, then this whole uh, pandemic took off. And at first we were kind of, you know what I mean? Shaking our fist at God. Like, how could you, why aren't you, where are you? And just like how you said, it's like, and the whole scheme of things, like if we would have had the baby during the pandemic, like I would have been able to be there to be that support that she might need, you know, or, you know, who knows, one of us could have contracted uh, the virus or some something or other like that, and it had been all bad. And, you know, it was just patience. Patience is everything, but at the same time, you can't just sit, sit around and do nothing for it. You know, we did a lot of work. We had a lot of work ahead of us to, to get to this point. You know, my wife's eight months pregnant now, and, and, and we're coming, coming up soon to, to be delivering our, our son, you know, and... It took a lot of work to get here, a lot of patience, a lot of trust in God. And also, you know, it's just like, well, you're not alone. God's used every single one of you. You know what I mean? You too, everybody else in our life. And it's like, you got to take everything for what it is. And, you know, the people that are there trying to, to lift you up, even if the people are there trying to put you down, like, not to say that. They're good, but you also need those people too. I'm sorry to say it, but because like if it wasn't for those people that try to put you down, you wouldn't be trying even harder to show to prove them wrong. For me, I, I think that if we are able to read our Bible constantly and, you know, be that light for other people and also see the light from the other people that they're trying to give us and, and take it for what it is and not as them trying to slander you. They're just trying to help you. It's it's gonna benefit you, and and it's all these stories that we've told 
today and the in the conversation of regarding the signs it's like signs are are another way that God shows you that he loves you three things be patient trust him and listen so i am chris i'm yurdh and i'm ralph and we are your church friends thanks for listening